Before the time of dinosaurs, lava cooled on this spot. Over millions of years, the land around it eroded away. What remains is Red Butte. The Havasupai likened the steep red hill to a mother's pregnant belly. They believe their tribe emerged from this place. We are birthed here. We come from underground. This is, what, this is our sacred home. Still, this is part of our traditional homelands. Havasupai elders Diana Baby Sue White of Ukwala and Colleen Kaska sing a prayer song to the mother. Baby Sue waves eagle and condor feathers over burning sage. It's a private, rare ceremony for a non-native person like me to witness. The women are dressed for ceremony. Baby Sue wears a cobalt blue dress the color of the desert sky. It's trimmed with orange, green, and turquoise ribbons. She's painted red lines from her eyes to her chin using the ochre of the Grand Canyon. She says the lines represent the tears she cries for all human suffering. I still cry for my people of this world, the land, everything upon this world, because it hasn't gotten well yet. So these are the marks that I wear. When I see peace, love, respect, dignity come back into this world, then I will erase these marks. This is Earth and Bone, a podcast about sacred places. I'm Laurel Morales. In 1300 AD, Baby Sue's ancestors made their home in and around the Grand Canyon. They spent their winters on the plateau, hunting and gathering. In the warmer months, they moved down below the rim and grew corn, beans, and squash on the canyon floor. Then, in 1928, when Theodore Roosevelt established the national park, the federal government forced the Havasupai to live on a small patch of land in a side canyon known today as Supai Village. And this became a permanent home, this, this canyon home, when we used it only in the summers. Havasu Canyon is home to three of the most photographed waterfalls in the world. Havasupai means people of the blue-green water. Today, the tribe relies on tourism to sustain their people. Tourists like myself and a couple friends who visit Baby Sue at her summer home down in the canyon. There are three ways to get to Supai Village, by foot, by helicopter, or by mule. We choose to walk the trail on a cold but sunny November morning. A dozen mules make their way out of the canyon as we hoof it down the switchbacks. We feel a bit like mules ourselves with our 30-pound backpacks. Visitors learn quickly to listen for the herd's thundering hooves and get out of its way pronto. Nothing stops a mule train. It's a 10-mile hike to the majestic waterfalls for which Havasu Canyon is known. Before you reach the falls, visitors must walk through Supai Village, where about 400 tribal members live. Just beyond the helicopter landing, Baby Sue waits for us at her home. This whole canyon is sacred. So I, I honor each and every one of you for walking and touching my ancestors. In 1975, Congress returned 185,000 acres of land to the tribe. But Havasupai elder Colleen Kaska says Red Butte, up on the plateau, wasn't part of that deal. This place here is, has been taken away from my people, taken away so that we, forget, we would forget about it. We've been oppressed. We've been oppressed for so long, but oppression can make people strong. 
And that's the reason why we are still here. In the 1980s, mining companies discovered the land surrounding the Grand Canyon to be rich in uranium, and the industry boomed. The federal government approved more than 3,000 mining claims outside Grand Canyon National Park. Then the price of uranium dropped, and mines sat idle for two decades. When the market surged again, federal agencies allowed mines to operate without new environmental reviews. Roger Clark is program director for Grand Canyon Trust, a conservation group. He says uranium mining not only threatens the sacred site, but drinking water as well. Every single mining site in this area, uh, the closer we look, the more contamination we find. And and if groundwater, for example, uh, is contaminated by these deep uranium mines, it's really impossible to reverse that contamination. In 2012, the Obama administration banned new mining claims on a million acres surrounding Grand Canyon National Park. It was a temporary ban so scientists could study uranium's impacts on the watershed. But four mines were grandfathered in before the 20-year moratorium, and one of those is five miles north of Red Butte, where miners sink shaft or dig a super deep hole as they get ready to blast uranium out of the ground. Don Pilmore oversees Arizona mines for energy fuels resources. It's probably the cleanest, safest energy we have available. The rest of the world has recognized that, and so there's going to be a, an ongoing demand for uranium. Pilmore gives me a tour of a mine north of Grand Canyon that was recently operating. It's about the size of a Walmart parking lot. A thousand or more feet below the surface, a couple dozen miners use explosives to blast out the ore. That box that you see up in the head frame there, that's the the man cage that the miners ride up and down into the mine on. Underneath the cage, a giant yellow bucket turns upside down and dumps two and a half tons of gray rock. Pilmore sticks a Geiger counter into a large pile to measure the radiation level. Yeah, see this, this material right here runs about 10 pounds of uranium per ton of rock. This is about our average grade. But environmentalists say that's a dangerous amount. America's most famous canyon was carved out by the Colorado River, and that river still provides drinking water for nearly 40 million people. In 2009, scientists with the U.S. Geological Survey found samples from 15 springs and five wells that showed dissolved uranium concentrations greater than the EPA's drinking water standards. Don Bills is a hydrologist for the U.S. Geological Survey. By opening up the mine, exposing it, to the air, to an oxygenated environment, makes it that much easier for uranium to migrate out of its hard rock phase into a dissolved phase with water. Bill says uranium also naturally leaches into springs, so more studies need to be done. And that fuels the debate between the environmentalists and the uranium mining companies. But have a suit by medicine woman baby suit reminds me of the perspective you gain standing on the rim of the Grand Canyon. You really wake up and understand that you're only a small piece of this world. We cannot play God or spirit, as she says. This is Earth and Bone. I'm Laurel Morales.